listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. And we're glad to have you listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We've got a very special uh, guest on today. And as we continue our uh, emphasis on automobile museums around the country, we're pleased to have Seth Warden uh, from the Saratoga, New York, uh, Saratoga Automobile Museum. And uh, he is on the line. We've got... Um, Steve Ronaldo, the host of the Classic Car Show, here with us today. Uh, he decided to stay in town instead of taking one of <laughs> going his going somewhere, right? going somewhere, one of his tours or whatever. But uh, we love having Steve in. Uh, he's got more knowledge than Wikipedia. I understand uh, NSA has been talking to Steve with just about giving up his secrets of cars. National or Sports Car Association. National Sports Car Association yes. or whatever. Yes. Okay. But anyway, uh, Seth, we're glad to have you and um, looking forward to a great interview and finding out more about the uh, Saratoga Museum. By the way, for folks that are tuning in on Ustream, which is very easy to do, uh, you can go to our website and click on the little monitor there or television, whichever one you want to call it, and uh, it'll bring up... Um, our Ustream and the show, and you can see the uh, the uh, website for Saratoga Automobile Museum. Uh, uh, the bill is in the mail, and I'm sure the check is, too, for our pushing that. No, I'm just teasing. Anyway. Yes, I just mailed it. Thank yeah, you so okay. much. Okay, yeah. good, good. So anyway, uh, Seth, you doing okay? Yeah, we're doing great. Um, we are having a terrific summer in Saratoga. How much snow you, you got? <laughs> Give us, hey, we get two months without snow. We're very happy to have it. Um, it is a strange environment in New York. It's it's the, the most beautiful and then the most bitter at the same time. So who knows, you know. Um, but we are having a terrific summer. We um, currently um, are very happy and proud to be uh, exhibiting uh, Mustang at 50, an American icon. Uh, as we all know, it's the uh, 50th anniversary of Mustang this year. So... Um, we are honoring them with a uh, just a beautiful exhibit um, in our uh, in our fantastic facility. Every time you said fiftieth, a sharp pain came in yeah. my my chest and back, knowing that I bought a brand new Mustang. Take and two a leave sure, and call me in the morning. <laughs> sure, surely I can't be that old. <laughs> well, I told you it, that it, yeah. it's the stories that uh, also accompany these cars that. Um, truly enrich this exhibit, um, as most of us have a Mustang story. Yeah, oh yeah, I I was going out with this real cute girl, this was a long, long time ago, and she had a a blue MGB, and she traded it for a Mustang when they first came out, and I thought she'd lost her mind, so I dumped her. (laughs) Uh, Well, those are the stories, I'll tell you, we... we uh, we have a a pre-production, um, what is considered to be the actually the oldest Mustang known to exist, uh, is sitting on our on our floor, and it's uh, um, hand stamped uh, number forty one for the pre-production line, uh, no VIN number, obviously, no need to put a VIN number on a car like this. So um, it is fascinating, and the just the history that I thought I knew uh, as helping to curate and. And what I realized I didn't know about the Mustang was was very rich. 
Yeah, did you see the... Oh, by the way, Steve, I, I, this is Steve. And do you, did you ever see the story about the lady with the first Mustang sold? Yes, yeah, we run that in our in our orientation theater. Ford was kind enough to uh, just let us access their archives, their media and history archives, and the um, I was able to find the original commercial that ran in '64 um, that took over all three airways, you know, or the TV channels, CBS, NBC, and and ABC, uh, as there were only three then. Um, and everyone watched the same commercial at 7 o'clock the night before they came yeah, out. Yeah, it's a great story, Mustang. It's terrific. It's terrific. Um, and uh, my sister had one. I unfortunately never had one, but there's my relation. Everyone's connected somehow. Somehow to a Mustang, yeah. It, it's you know it's the same with uh, with MGs. Yeah, everybody has an MG story, too, of yep, some kind. Yep, that is when you were When you were true. a kid, yeah, when you were a kid. Anyway, it's unusual to have a car museum in Saratoga. I thought you might have the National Horseshoe Museum. <laughs> we have several kinds of horsepower in our beautiful little city. That's, that's, <laughs> that's really funny you say that, yeah. Um, you can enjoy both, and... Uh, as we know, the, the automobile museum world is so small that uh, we, uh, you know, we've really staked our claim. And we do pretty much everything in-house. We, we obviously um, reach out to, uh, to curators, and uh, but uh, it, we're, we're a real small staff, but we really enjoy what we do. Uh, um, Seth, do you all... Most of the cars that you have, obviously, the Mustang collection is on loan, but um, do you all own most of the cars, or do you uh, have them on loan? And also, do you do any of your, all, uh, your own restoration there? We have cars that are, that are in our collection. Um, we probably have uh, half a dozen cars that um, are actually uh, in, in our, like I said, in our collection, the, uh, most of the cars are on loan, um, some indefinite. Uh, we have a Franklin, uh, which was made in Syracuse, New York, that uh, is on loan from the Henry Ford Museum, as it was a gift from Ford to Charles Lindbergh. Um, being made in New York, they recognize that it fits our mission a little more than theirs, and uh, so we've been able to keep that here for quite a long time. Does the radiator leak a lot? I'm sorry. Does the radiator leak a lot on this this Franklin? <laughs> we don't turn it on. It's <laughs> up on jacks and uh, and warping as we speak, probably. Yeah, frame, yeah. You know, <laughs> Saratoga, where you are, is an absolute beautiful place. I grew up in in Western New York in Jamestown and was involved in the antique car hobby at, from a kid on up, and went to school in Oswego, right down not too far from you guys. And been up there several times for with the Antique Automobile Club car tours and stuff. Wonderful. Yeah. We have a lot of tours. It's a great area up there. Really, it really is a great area. So you have a Franklin. That's an interesting car by itself. Yes, the air-cooled engine. Yep. You know, wonderful technology, uh, actually groundbreaking technology, and uh, used a lot by um, aviation. Uh, I think that's what Lindbergh's plane use when he when he flew over somehow. did you guys did, is this the one that had does this one have a grill on it or that looks makes it look like a real car yes sir isn't that funny <laughs> that they had to make a grill for they had to make a radiator grill for an air cooled car because nobody would buy yeah, them because they thought it, it look yeah they hey, thought it looked goofy <laughs> what other cars do you have in your collection 
In our collection, we have uh, a beautiful 31 Pierce Arrow. Which oh, is, my uh, gosh, what a beautiful car. And it, it is one of the um, highlights of our of our collection for sure, one of the big three, and... Um, have you ever been over? Yeah, have you ever been over to Buffalo to the, all the Piercero stuff that's over in Buffalo? I was young when I was there, and, and not in the automotive field as I am now, so I didn't. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I was there for the falls. It's so. worth. Next time I yeah. go, it will be for the Piercero. Oh, it's absolutely great. They have the Piercero Bank still open, and they have an, a, a, a Pierce car in this bank. You can oh you wow. Can see it. And a lot of, one of the things that a lot of people don't know about Pierce Arrow is they had the first indoor test track because Buffalo weather is so crappy. <laughs> they they had this and it's a huge building and and they would open the windows up and they had big fans to move air out from in there and they would test drive the cars in the winter inside this this monstrous building. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a great story. Pierce arrows are, are just See, I, wonderful. I will now use that. That is perfect. That yeah. Is perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we all learn something from each other because, you know, it's, the automobile is uh, very multi-generational. As, as it's, you know, we, we're all car people, whether we're enthusiasts or not. Yes, we are. How'd you get to work today? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, we are. All right, now Pierce is a wonderful car. I, they're some of my favorites, and that, that headlight and the fender design is just amazing stuff. Amazing. Um, we have a um, tw- 1925 Ford TT Creeders Popcorn Wagon, which is at this moment one of a kind, all original, Still operational. We we pop popcorn at a couple of our events in the summer, um, and that was clearly not made in New York um, as we try to focus on with our mission. But it was uh, operated and, and owned um, from a family quite near our museum, and uh, it is a staple in our community. As most people, yeah, when they went to the oh, other horsepower yeah. track, they. They ate popcorn from this machine, and it is, it's the grandfather of the food truck. (laughs) First food truck. (laughs) So tell us. The first time time that an automobile was was used to make commerce, and that was really, uh, again, how it changed our culture. Seth, tell us a little something about the history of the museum, will you? Yes, the museum has been here for about 15 years. However, our, our facilities was built in the early 30s. Um, as part of this uh, beautiful state park, uh, this New York State Park that we have. And uh, it was built uh, to be a bottling plant for several of the springs that actually ran through this park, the uh, mineral springs, which brought the main attraction for people. And um, it bottled water here. That ended. It sat and just sat until some board members, uh, the original founding members, uh, really saw its potential. They wanted to start an automobile museum. And, uh, Fifteen years ago, she was born. Cool. And and uh, if people wanted to donate uh, a car to you, will you all take donations? And are you looking for... We absolutely for- have a, a very active uh, car donation uh, program, whether it's ones that will uh, be suitable for exhibits. Um, we'll, we'll take... We have a, our uh, DMV license, so we we definitely uh, would appreciate that. 
Do you, do you have any any Maxwells from yes, Terrytown? Yes, we do have a Maxwell. We have a 1909 Maxwell. Which which one? Uh, which one? Oh, is it a two cylinder, a little one? Hand crank. It's got the uh, oil lanterns. It's got the forced gas headlights. Yeah. Yes. I have um, an 09. See, I have an 09 Maxwell. Oh, very cool. Oh, very yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Terrytown. Uh, for a while, then they moved. Yeah, yeah, the early ones were there, but uh, yeah. I, uh, so, do you have a Maxwell expert up there? I'm getting ready to put this thing back on the road. It hasn't been run in years. And um, do you have a Maxwell expert I can call if I get stuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 at the moment, uh, we've got a wonderful uh, volunteer who uh, does our library services. So, uh, that's another thing that really makes our museum so special is our, our volunteers. Um, obviously, they uh, they come here because they love uh, automobiles and they bring cars, knowledge you wouldn't believe. I tell you, uh, Seth. On that note, I I don't know whether I'd mentioned, but we take uh, we do about four thirteen minute segments, and then we take a quick break, and we're at a oh, time cool. that we got to take a hard break. We'll be back yeah. with Seth Warden and the Saratoga Museum and Steve Ronaldo right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on a classic car show on America's Web Radio. We have Seth Warden on from the Saratoga Automobile Museum in Saratoga, New York. Uh, Seth, what's the easiest way to find you all and get there, and do people need to uh, make reservations or anything like that? Uh, the, the easiest way to find us is uh, through our website, saratogaautomuseum.org. Um, and uh, reservations, if you're coming on a bus trip, and obviously if you would like a guided tour, um, we definitely uh, recommend you setting up an appointment with me. Um, I give most of the guided tours and work with the Dilsons to provide those. So, um, so yeah, hit our website, which has actually... Um, some real great text on the uh, cars that we do have, as well as some videos. Um, we've got a great YouTube channel as well. Uh, Seth, how long will you, Seth? How long will you have the the Mustang 
museum? Uh, or the, the collection Mustang exhibit opened in uh, in the beginning of June, so we're early into it, um, and it runs for six months. So we'll oh, okay. finish up in we'll finish up in November. Um, we do two um, exhibits uh, per year, and um, upstairs, which contains uh, racing in New York and manufactured in New York, an exhibit called East of Detroit, are permanent, and downstairs will change twice a year. Racing in New York, huh? Yes, sir. That's cool. Where you have some of the the old dirt track stuff and Oswego Speedway and all of that. Oh, kind of we've stuff. got cars, and yes, we've got stories, cars from the very first the Vanderbilt Cup uh, all the way to uh, to today. Um, as we have a very rich racing history here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Vanderbilt Cup is is probably one of the most interesting stories in early early automotive history. Yeah, it's a fabulous story. With that, that's the very yes, the very first race in New York. The average speed was ten miles an hour. So <laughs> if that if that leads you back, how long we've uh, been doing this? In New you York. have a Vanderbilt oh. car there? Uh, we do not. No, uh, we've got a nice uh, um, little section of content on it. However, yeah, pretty cool stuff. What what will be your next exhibit? Uh, we can't tell you yet. We normally release that in oh. about uh, oh. two months, two months or so to go, because the Mustangs are still in the house, and and uh, it'll they'll be beautiful, whatever it is. Let me, that's for sure. We, one of the reasons that we started um, the museum uh, thing is that ever since uh, Steve started the show, we uh, we have talked about the fact that of getting kids interested in the hobby and. Just uh, really to, um, you know, uh, instead of playing with their thumbs to uh, take a look at, at cars. And I know I, Steve and I both grew up uh, working on cars and working uh, with motors and interested in engines and all this. And, uh, you know, kids today would rather sit on the couch and play with their thumbs. And yet going to a, mu- <laughs> going to a museum is, is uh, with a grandparent or something that can relate to, well, I, I can remember when we had a car that looked like that or, or I can remember my first Mustang or whatever. So uh, what are your demographics? What, what does it look like when, when folks are coming through? Is it only, is it only the elderly or, or are you seeing an interest from young people as well? We're, we're very fortunate. It's a big question. We're very fortunate to to see the young people come through, and we see a lot of the young people come through with their elders, um, be it uh, parents or grandparents. But um, it is very multi generational here, and we really aim to do programs that allow both um, children and adults um, to be engaged by it. For instance, today. As you can probably hear in the background, we're doing our best to set up for our British Invasion lawn show today. So um, we are uh, we're active, uh, bringing programs that uh, adults and uh, and children can really enjoy because they children appreciate cars for different reasons. That's all, but they love cars. They just like them for different reasons because they haven't driven them yet. <laughs> so, so what would you say uh, your average young your your average kids' ages. Uh, are you getting the twelve to fifteen year olds as well? Um, not as much as we'd like. Um, it's the younger children that uh, really uh, enjoy.
enjoy our museum. They're just here. Um, school groups in today's educational world, are they're hard to get to schools here, um, whether it's funding or just so much uh, other work that they've committed to. So, um, so we're always aiming to bring programs, especially on the weekends, that uh, gear towards uh, those teenage years. We ran an Amphicar program not too long with them, and it was very successful. Really? How many did you have? We had about 20 kids join up for what we called the Amphicar Chronicles. We were donated an Amphicar, and for 10 years we just kept it in storage. And uh, I, I said, well, let's, let's utilize this. What awesome technology in 1966. So... Uh, uh, we explored it. We we did our best to do some restoration, but um, we wanted to drive the car and float the boat. We drove the car. We did not float the boat. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't wouldn't float, huh? <laughs> well, we we knew since it had a bilge pump, we knew any water that we put in it, we could get out. So we stuck a hose in the hull and turned it on, and well, the water just fell out. So solid steel doesn't make for a good boat. <laughs> No, it's an interesting. It is an interesting concept. That 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 was one of the more peculiar ones. That one in the flying car. That I was. Yeah. I remember those as Popular Science on the cover of Popular Science. <laughs> yeah, right. They, I think they were supposed to be in the two thousands. They predicted the flying car. So yeah, oh, I haven't yeah. seen one yet. Let no. me know if you do. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's one in Washington somewhere. We pro- <laughs> we probably have a secretary. Uh, of flying cars, it's a cabinet. Yeah, right. It's a cabinet position, I think. <laughs> uh, but but uh, so you tell me about this British. I'm a British car guy. I've had my first job out of college was, was running the the training tech and engineering center for British Leyland. Okay. And I've had British cars forever. The Triumph the Triumph Club, I believe, is who's running it. Um, they've, they're expecting about 100 cars on our lawn today. Great. We do out in front of our museum. Uh, we have several locations for lawn shows, but we like to put the choicey ones right out front to grab attention and make a statement. So it really grabs uh, the people in the park's attention. We get a great crowd on the weekend. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah, because Saratoga is, uh, is, is the race season on now or is it done? You no, know, no, it's it's uh, we're we're right in the middle of it right I now. Am. So we've got uh, um, another oof, three weeks of horsepower. Both <laughs> and, kinds, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, both kinds. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, 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 the British stuff is 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 unique and and. Uh, and interesting. You know, you'll have to go out and dazzle them with your. With your stuff, saying how come you don't have the the uh, the hood up and the boot open to take a look in the bonnet and <laughs> see what see what they say. Yes, it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, what we left off with your your uh, uh, well, sort of what he what what Dave was talking about. Do you do special programs for kids? Do you have a special emphasis on that stuff? Absolutely. Um, we uh, we host a lot of Pinewood Derbies for the Scouts. Um, we've done a make it and take it, make it and take it uh, model club, and uh, we've really got some some really uh, enriching and unique programs. Programs that they can only find here. That's what our goal is. 
Yes. No bouncy houses. <laughs> no, no, I got. I was really involved with uh, Haggerty Insurance and AACA and, and, sure. and putting together the youth judging program. Tab- That's right. Their their ignite program is fantastic. Yes, that we was that them. was Tabitha and myself. We did a lot to make that kick off, and and uh, oh, I'm glad terrific. you I'm glad you're using. It. I think it's a lot of fun. I think the kids really like it. Yeah, we've had some Haggerty folks involved with with what we do here. Clearly, and um, I've made some wonderful connections, and I get shipments of, of programs, backpacks, just great stuff for the kids. It's awesome. Yes, yes. Very cool. Yeah, nice to know that you were a part of that. Yeah, it yeah, it, it it was a lot of fun. It's probably one of the most fun things I, I was involved in on the when I was on the AACA national board. Uh, the youth program was was I think was my favorite thing because everybody says I'm very childish anyway. So no. <laughs> <coughs> so anyway, but it, it's a That's lot of fun. Funny. We left off with the Maxwell. Uh, what other yeah. what other cars do you have? This is. It's kind of interesting. What cars do you have? Other cars in your permanent collection? Uh, we have a 1936 Ford Faden, um, which uh, was donated to us, and that is just a, a stellar big V8 family car. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> um, car. Yeah, it's just so cool, uh, huge. Um, the Amphicar, as I mentioned, is part of our collection as well. Um, we have a um, prototype Playboy. It was made in New York. Oh, yeah. Who um, made the Playboy? What company was that? Oh, gosh, I can't think. I don't, I don't I, we just, I just know it is. Yeah, yeah, I can't, um, I can't motor think. Motor car company. It's a little small car. Uh, it's a little, it's a small car. It's not huge. Yeah, 19, early 1940s, I believe it was, and 36 miles to the gallon. Yeah. Which little, was very, little. that's, that's the smart car of yesterday. It really was, um, when you look at the the Ford fade in next to it, and then they're only a few years apart, and you say, "Wow, they were so used to mm-hmm. that uh, size of a car to see this tiny little two seater was very foreign." Well, I wonder how many Playboys actually bought Playboys. <laughs> the, 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 the true story is that Hugh Hefner <laughs> did name his magazine from. Uh, that car manufacturer, as his friend's mother worked for Playboy Motor Car Company. Really? So, yes, that is that is true. <laughs> that's that's a good set. That's a pretty cool story. Seth, uh, we're going to be taking another break in a minute, and when we uh, after we come back from the break, what I'd like to do is sort of take a a verbal tour of the museum as you enter, sure. and and uh, what you all have that. Uh, uh, you know, everybody has a capture type thing that you want to capture the audience as they're coming in. And uh, we'll just go through it and then also talk about your website. And any, uh, I know you, you said you're two months away from being able to say what's coming next, but yeah. uh, some of your some of your crystal ball plans for the future, not necessarily exhibits, but uh, where the museum's going. I understand, I believe Heidi had told me, and she's your all's marketing director, I believe she told me, or someone from the museum told me that that uh, because of of the your building being a bottling plant, that that and part of getting it and using it is that you all left the signage on the building. So sometimes people say, "What are all those cars doing over there in a bottling plant?" All right, isn't that the truth? <laughs> so did, yes, it, it is instantly confusing. Unfortunately, uh, it's. It's due to the historical uh, 
nature of this building. So it's, uh, we're proud of it at this point. We, we, we've moved past trying to cover it up, and we realize that the, the story of this building, and, and of course we've got um, uh, some panels on the history of this building, it, it, it just adds to the, uh, the experience. It's, it's history unto itself, and uh, it's fantastic. Well, we're going to take our second break. We'll be back with more from the Saratoga Automobile Museum and Seth Warden right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and listen to The Doctor's Lounge, where you get a private insight into the conversations that doctors have amongst themselves. Join us Thursday, 8 a.m. every week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Seth Warden from the Saratoga Automobile Museum. Seth, we always are surprised uh, in talking with different um, museums. They generally have like a banquet room or whatever. And we always ask because uh, one of the the first... uh, Museums was talking about the fact of how many weddings they'd had. So, do you all have a, a facility like that? And if so, how many weddings have you had? Uh, we do have a facility like that. No banquet room per se. The uh, the weddings, which are um, not as popular as the corporate events that we have, believe it or not, um, we set up tables right in the center of our galleries um, as our. Uh, our Golub Gallery is, is quite large and can hold a, a number of tables. Um, so, yes, uh, events are a, a big part of, of what we do um, as a nonprofit 501c3. We've got to keep the lights on and do what we, uh, do what we can. So let's, uh, I'm at the front door, and here's a guy that's putting out his hand to shake hands with me and said, come on in. Now, what am I coming on into? You you'll walk into obviously our admissions department, and uh, you'll be greeted um, typically by volunteers. I will probably be the one shaking your hand at the door, uh, and um, you walk into a, a beautiful old brick um, facility and uh, some gorgeous architecture, and it leads you down a hallway where on the left is an orientation theater that runs um, the marketing campaign story of the Mustang. Um, the uh, all of the the magazine uh, articles, the uh, just the marketing behind this uh, vehicle was unlike unlike any other at the time. As they really marketed towards children as well, um, and it was very bold 
um, when you read some of these ads, it's it's slightly offensive in some ways as you realize times were different then. They could say things that now we sort of take offense to. It's interesting. Hmm. Um, so, and then we have uh, the commercials running as well as some muscle stories, as you had mentioned earlier, the woman who bought the very first one. And... Um, and then you uh, cruise over to uh, a, a midget racer um, from New Jersey that uh, was uh, given to us, and uh, it leads into our mission statement, which is to preserve um, not only the automobile in its global presence, but the automobile that was uh, manufactured here in New York State and raced in the United States. So a quick introduction to our mission and then uh, some information on our building. Uh, which we were just speaking about. So they'll learn the history of uh, the bottling plant before it was an automobile museum. And uh, then into Mustang. Um, the uh, the exhibit just speaks for itself. We have, oh, one, uh, about three one-of-a-kind Mustangs right now that are just uh, truly amazing that they are sitting on our floor. Uh, we we're blessed to have cars that uh, really put feathers in some caps, and uh, we're real happy to have that. So uh, once you finish the Mustangs, you head upstairs to uh, uh, more of the meat and potatoes of, of what we've got and the reason why we're here, which is the, the New York automobile racers and, and cruisers. <laughs> Now, do you all uh, basically stick strictly to automobiles, or do you have other uh, memorabilia as well? Um, we do have other memorabilia. Um, we get uh, items. We're also home to the New York State Stock Car Association Hall of Fame. So we get uh, items from racers, jackets, helmets, um, the, the large checks that they win at the end of the race, the, uh, the four-foot check, we've got a couple of those, <laughs> um, which cool. is real fun for the kids, obviously. Um, they don't necessarily understand the, uh, uh, the economics of racing, per se, so uh, it's always interesting to talk to them about that. And, um, and we've featured some motorcycles in the past as well, so no, not strictly automobiles. What, uh, do you all have a uh, gift shop as well? We sure do. A uh, beautiful gift shop. Um, it finally allows people to touch the cars that they so badly wanted to touch walking through but couldn't. Um, and we have a, a, a kid's area called Sam's Garage, which has some computer workstations upstairs that uh, they can manipulate and design their own sports car. Um, we have a color-coded Crosley chassis. Uh, everything is color-coded so they can follow the blue brake pedal to the blue brake lines to the drum brakes. It's fascinating. That's a good so, idea, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's got to be visual with them. And they don't see it at first. They just see a, a really cool and pretty-looking uh, skeleton of a car. And then you start explaining it, and then they get it. You mentioned your volunteers and, and their knowledge of, of automobiles are, are basically, and I don't uh, didn't ever get a chance to talk to the director, Ms. Moss, but is everybody uh, there pretty much into uh, to cars? Yes. Um, if they're here, they're, they're typically here for, for one reason. <laughs> they either they, they love uh, classic cars or they just love automobiles to begin with. And uh, 
are you all open 365 days, or do you close down for snow? Uh, we close down for snow if the school is closed down for snow, but normally, especially in the summer, we're seven days a week. And your fall uh, and winter and schedule? Winter, fall and winter, we'll, we'll shut down on Mondays. And, uh, you know, I want to invite everybody to, to go to your website, which is yep. saratogaautomobilemuseum.org, correct? Uh, auto Saratoga Auto Museum, um, no automobile. We we chopped it for the website SaratogaAutoMuseum.org. And it's a it's a good website, folks. Uh, so you encourage you all to uh, go to it. Do you have uh, since you you've been there four years? Do you have a favorite car or favorite exhibit that you uh, sort of lean towards? The popcorn wagon is probably my favorite uh, vehicle to to land on. Um, as as the story is just good, the, the the local heritage um, just goes way back, and it operated for fifty years out of uh, Cambridge, New York, which is about I don't know twenty minutes from us here in Saratoga, and um, it was put on the auction block, and we had board members doing their best to bid. Uh, we were constantly, obviously, bid against. Um, and then we found out Jay Leno was built, bidding against us. So he wanted it as well. And uh, he found out that a uh, little museum from upstate New York uh, truly desired it for our collection, and he let us have it. So it created a pretty cool relationship, actually. Yeah, he's a nice man. Yes, he is. So that popcorn wagon is just, uh, it's a one-of-a-kind. So, uh, you know, I'm... Uh, now, this popcorn wagon, did it just drive through the street selling popcorn like the ice cream wagons did? Uh, it would park. So, yes, it, it would drive to get where it, it needed to go, and then they would set up shop and fold down the windows and pull out the awning, and it was truly... Uh, is like it, is it the, the typical brass one with all the brass and all that stuff that you see? The brass and chrome um, and all that? Yeah, not so much brass, um, more of a... A chrome at this point, um, but uh, it is uh, lots of glass and like little showcases. It, the Creators is the company that took the Ford TT and built the kitchen on top of it, if you will. So they got the flat truck version of a Ford Model. Yeah, TT the TT. Yeah, that's a that's a. And then they bit, built yeah. this elaborate carnival esque uh, kitchen, for lack of a better word, um, where they could do their peanuts. Popcorn. Yeah, and, and there's no difference in the engine between the the drivetrain between that and a stock Model T. And let's face it, a stock Model T is not going to set the world on fire. And when they have to <laughs> pull all that weight around, yeah, this car used to travel from Florida to New York and back it, in back about in a year and a half. What a uncomfortable <laughs> ride! <laughs> yeah, long but, uh, ride. They did it. They did it. <laughs> so, uh, what fuels the uh, the kitchen on the on the or the the popcorn popper on um, steam powered? Steam powered for the wow. Yeah, that's how they did it then. So, and and what heats up the uh, to make the steam? Did you? Uh, the, what kind of boiler? I guess. Um. Boy, I'm not sure about that details. Uh, there's only a handful of volunteers that know how to operate the uh, <laughs> yeah. the popcorn, if you will. And we're, we're due for a good lesson here. Um, but 
and that's another point that you know we have we have an A team of volunteers that help us do lawn shows and uh, exhibit move-ins. So we're real particular on who's allowed to touch a car, uh, as you can imagine, um, especially when they're just loaned to us. <laughs> um, but uh, so when are you going to leave to to bring the popcorn machine down to Atlanta? <laughs> well, we'd have to find some. Cover transportation that can fit this thing. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, they're a big um, thing. Yeah, they're a big, big. It, it is very tall. It is very tall. I would imagine that kids back when this was active uh, it, it would have that would have been a big thing going to the park and and uh, having this uh, popcorn vehicle there. Uh, and, and what did they sell a bag of popcorn for back then? Do you know, ten cents a bag. Wow. Do you have some of the, bag. Do you have some of the original uh, paper bags? We do. We do. We have everything that came with it. The inflatable hot dog that used to hang off the front, we still have uh, sitting in the collections room, probably full of 50-year-old air. 50-year-old <laughs> <laughs> air. But it's still inflated. <laughs> wow. That's better than I can say for tires today. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is, and, and those are the artifacts that come along with these vehicles. Um, you know, sometimes we feel like American pickers here, and we just get so excited when you see some of these things come through, whether it's an old T-shirt or, you know, a, a log book, and just it's just fascinating. Do you guys ever make the annual trek to Hershey to look for stuff for your museum? Uh, well, our board members do. They, they're kind of our uh, um, investigators. They they hit the road and attend all of the concours and every, every uh, all the shows that they can they can get to, and they make connections for us, and we find out what our exhibit's going to be, and we all work together. It's not great. Not meaning a pun, but is your bread and butter basically? Uh, your every six month exhibits is that, is that your main focal point and and bringing in uh, the large exhibits like the and, and and with that question, what have some of the others been besides the Mustang in the past? The summer exhibits are are definitely um, our our bread and butter as the uh, the economy in Saratoga is is fantastic still. But when the uh, when the horses are racing, uh, August turns into uh, quite the uh, tourist town here. So we really focus on the summer exhibits. Last summer was BMW. Um, we had the Andy Warhol art car in our museum. Um, a dozen post pre excuse me pre war motorcycles. It was just fantastic. But the uh, summer before that were Porsche so we've had uh, the Porsches, we've had some great great cars um, and in the fall we tried to do a little more community based uh, last fall was uh, remade in America so that opened up our exhibit uh, to cars that were um, remade uh, <laughs> refabricated <clears throat> hot rotted, rat rotted or just classically restored um, so we had quite the show this past fall of local uh, local enthusiasts who have labors of love that they put their time into and either uh, create magnificent vehicles or recreate. Uh, it's just it was really great 
great exhibit. Well, with that being said, we're talking to Seth Warden from the uh, Saratoga Auto Museum in Saratoga, New York. We're going to take our final break. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show right after this. Morning. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory. Ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Ray Bowman, hoping you'll join us each Friday at noon for our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you by FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, only on America's Web Radio. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And you're also listening to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We've got Seth Warden from the Saratoga Museum in New York. We've been talking about the Mustang Collection. And uh, we're going to be winding it up. Seth, uh, tell us, uh, give us a couple of talking points to leave with, and then also how they can, the best way to get a hold of you and, and get a hold of the museum. Well, real quick, we are, um, we are the uh, premier automu- automobile museum in, in the Northeast, for sure. Um, and uh, if you haven't been to our city of Saratoga Springs or to our museum, uh, it should be on your uh, your list of to visit for sure. Um, Saratoga Automobile, excuse me, SaratogaAutoMuseum.org is our website. Uh, again, SaratogaAutoMuseum.org. You can reach all of us. Um, we're all hands on. We are all responsible for what you see here. Um, it is a collective effort and uh, one that uh, you will definitely walk away appreciating. And you're open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. I believe, correct? That is correct. That is correct. Well, one more time, Seth. We do uh, appreciate it. Yeah, it was please, interesting. Please uh, thank Heidi for us uh, for arranging this, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the future. Take care, guys. Thank you All so right, much. Thanks. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, you're going to update us on well, the, the cataract, I believe. Yeah, we we I the. First of all, the Thunderbird is at the the uh, Thunderbird shop getting its final checkout, and we had some problems getting some power steering stuff. I got a couple other car, but I so I decided I haven't got anything going on. I try to fix the knock in the Cadillac, which was, you know, the old adage: if it if was it ain't broke, don't fix it. Was this the uh, engine knock? Is that yeah, the, the oh, engine okay. knock. So I said, well, I'll take it out. So get the oil pan off, pull the cylinder head off, and pulled the front piston out uh, on the driver's side 
and it had deteriorated to I've never seen one so bad. And what's kind of interesting is that um, I showed it to a couple of the old machine shop guys that here, one on one north end and one on the south side, that have been around for a long time, and they said it was caused by piston deterioration. I, I, well, no, 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 I never have. I never have either, but these are reproduction pistons and and I don't know when this engine was built, so I didn't because because I didn't do it. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the machinist. And if somebody has a question, they can we can email them information. But email the the show, and I'll tell you individually had a problem with their molds and their metallurgy. And on the intake side, which is the high thrust side, it just actually physically deteriorated. I you, you now, was this only the one piston? Only or? the one. Well, okay, so we, we, we got the, I got it out and showed these guys. Now, here's another peculiar thing. Um, in 36 and 37 and half of 38, the connecting rod bolts on a, a Cadillac um, V8, flatted V8, had screw slots. They didn't have a hex. So there is no way in hell I ever got these things out without destroying the bolt, which we did, and I had to drill them out. I had to drill them out. So anyhow, uh, I've never seen a screw slot on any kind of a stress bolt. It looks like a giant wood screw. It's really goofy, and they did have a special tool, of course. Nobody has such a device in any way. So it's been a real, real interesting situation. It, the engine is already sixty thousandths over. Um, so I ordered a new, new piston from Terrell Machine in Texas. So what, what did it do in deterioration? How just did the metal went away. And so the rings I, were I, just no, just below the rings. It's horrible. I'll bring it in and show you. Huh. It is just absolutely amazing. And, and on all just one. sides or just, just one side? Just one side, the intake side. See, on an engine, the intake side oh. is called the high thrust side. Yeah. That's okay, where all so the abuse is taking place. Yeah. So that's the side that went away. If I sh- when I show you this thing, I should have brought it. But um, Was that anything to do with heat stress nope. as well? It had to do with just the metallurgy of the piston Okay, so i got to ask, too. In, in, it, in its destroying itself, so to speak... Where are all the crumblies? And they're laying, and they, they were laying, they're in, they're in the, in the oil pan, yeah. So that had to be a thrill when you took well, a look at that. Yeah, I, I, you know, the whole thing. But so I've, I've got it, and it, the weird thing is because it's a cast iron block. Cast iron is some of the toughest stuff in the world. Yeah, it'll, oh yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll cr- crack like hell. It'll crack before it deteriorates. There's only thing that's left is one vertical up and down score. Hmm. And I'm not going to take it apart. I, I'm not. I'm not going to go any further. Till I get the new piston because you've got to check piston to cylinder clearance, and it's already sixty over. Um, but what happen? What will happen is if my piston to cylinder clearance. And this is something that, that I think is really interesting. A lot of guys don't know is you can neural a piston. Take it to a. You got to find an old guy that knows what they're doing. The guy's been around a long time. And you can neural a piston, and I can expand a piston 
thickness by knurling as much as 10,000. So say I want to get 2,000. Say I, 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 you, if you've ever checked, you take on this, uh, not on the, on the pin boss side, but the other side, you take special long feeler gauges and you put them down in the bore with, a, a, uh, uh, with this feeler gauge and find out what you've got. And say I have, we'll just say eight thousandths piston to cylinder clearance. Well, number one, that's going to tell me I can't hone that thing very much. I just can't do it. And um, so what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll say I want to get two thousandths. I'll take it over to Kenneth or up to, to Tommy and, and say, look, I need you to knurl about six thousandths into this. And what knurling is, if you've never seen it, you can see pictures of it online, they have a tool that puts little cross hatches in the piston. And when you do that, it expands the metal outward. So you can bring the piston out. Say, like I said, I want two thousandths. I've got eight. They'll, they'll do it to six. And I've got my two thousandths piston to cylinder clearance. That's so amazing. It is amazing stuff, and and uh, uh, it, it's kind of an inter. It's one of the most challenge. This is one of the most challenging things I've had to deal with in a while, and trying to get this back together. But ring end, you have to check the ring end gap because it's usually three to four thousandths per one inch of of bore. So if it's three thousandths, you'd want about nine thousandths minimum ring end gap, maximum. The only thing that's going to happen if it's more is uh, you'll blow a little oil. So whoever you're getting the new piston from, I assume they, it comes with the rings? Yeah, it comes, it comes with the rings, comes with the bushing, comes with the pin, comes with everything wow. you need. And I've got a new connecting rod because I had to destroy that one to get it out. Yeah, yeah. And I'll bring that piston in. I'll try to remember to bring it next week. Uh, and show you and I've never heard of that. But no, and, I never and, have and either. I've never heard of it being no. singling out one. Piston. No one. And and I I talked to a, an engine rebuilder who did a lot, does a lot of Cadillacs, and they knew about this this problem. And he said, out of the eight, you may have one, you may have none, you may have two. He said, "You put the other ones may last thirty years before there's an issue with them." I said, "Well, that'll make me ninety-seven, and I really won't give a shit one way or the other." Actually, <laughs> that's a, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. This has uh, brought back a lot of the old stuff I used to do years ago. Now, uh, I, I've got to ask for for the person that is around in thirty years: Are you documenting any of this? If not, you should be. Um. There are websites that are there that they, people will be able to get. Like there, that you can go on on. Say you want to find about knurling a piston, you can go to. If you were to put that on the internet on a Google search, you will find YouTube pictures of people doing it. I've never even heard of it before. No, no. A lot no, of people. Okay, have let me ask on the other end of the story. You put your new piston in. Uh-huh. Is that going to put strain or anything, or, or make any difference on on the other side? No, not at all. The only thing it might do is it might be out of balance. So you you want to get them as closely balanced as you can. So going from a new manufacturer to another manufacturer that has probably a little little, little different design uh, may change the slight balance. But you got to remember this thing is not. An Indianapolis engine, it's not going to turn 15,000 RPMs. It'll be lucky to do two. (laughs) 
So, and it's all heavy metal. I mean, this is not new, lightweight aluminum and special alloys. This is this so is the, serious heavy metal stuff in here. The stroke will remain the same. Everything basically. will be exactly the same. That's interesting. But but it's kind of an interesting deal. And I wanted to mention uh, this brought back a lot of stuff to me doing this. I hadn't done this stuff in a long time. Most of the done stuff I've done is is been on a block and brand new and. You know, it's just like putting a tinker toy set together. But uh, uh, this is laying, this is old way, laying on your back <laughs> with an electric drill, drilling hardened bolts. Uh, by the way, I went through, I have a nice collection of very dull half-inch electric drills, at Vince, if anybody's <laughs> interested. I bought one from McMaster Car for 35 bucks, and it just ate, and that is true. I, I was always a lesson I, I learned that, these new hardened special alloy bits, it just ate that hardened bolt right up. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's been an interesting project. And, you know, I can, I'm can. i waiting for the parts, and, and we'll see what happens. Well, like I said, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that uh, you didn't have the have a buddy with your video camera going and, and uh, be able to document some of the stuff that you found. Not, not for today, but uh, more for... Uh, you know, when I'm in the home, or, yeah. When you're in when the I'm home, in the home, I can do a piston to cylinder clearance check seminar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's lunch? Where's lunch? Yeah. Well, when, <laughs> I hope you do it before you lose your teeth, as opposed to after you've lost all your teeth. But no, I, I think that, you know this is part of what you, what we're doing the show for because it's uh, what you're doing the show for is to bring this kind of knowledge and and who knows uh, who's listening that will will tape this so they'll know what they're talking about. I. I've never heard of some of the terms that you've used and certainly never heard of and it's funny the engine the car was still going right yeah it would it would you'd hear the noise at idle when you revved it up it would almost go away and as it got hot all aspects of it would de- deteriorate because the piston is expanding yeah so it's I'll bring this piston in when I show it to you you'll say you got to be kidding me this thing was actually in a car it's amazing yeah well, with that being said, as we always say, or I used to say when I was uh, playing on a Top 40 show, it's time to put the plug in the jug and get out of here get make room for food and farm coming your way, followed by uh, the new America's Homegrown Veggies. And we have a very special television star going to be coming into the studio, so we'll get ready for him. You're listening to America's Web Radio, and we appreciate it. And we appreciate, uh, want to thank uh, Seth Warden again for coming on from Saratoga Auto Museum. We'll be back next week with the Classic Car Show. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.